welcome to another episode of A Prairie Home Acid Trip. I'm your host, Joe Price, coming to you live from the titular prairie with a little fear in my heart. Staring out at the horizon, I sense a danger approaching on horseback. The mighty hooves of a hundred stallions all in formation with a singular purpose. Once set in their hearts by a force as old as time. These stallions want you to drop the acid. Which might seem like the only sensible thing to do in the face of such unbridled power. But I beg you to hold steadfast in your resolve. And to hold the acid. While that looming sense of fear passes over my mind like so many clouds across the pre-dawn sky, I want to ask you a question, dear listener. How are you? That's something that everybody asks everybody, with no real interest in hearing a real response to it. Fine or great, they're perfectly acceptable answers. Not bad is all right. Hanging in there, on the other hand, hanging in there, now that's bordering a little too close on me. The asker needing to uh, follow up with another question. So how's about we leave that one for dear friends and family? On today's episode, let's talk about how we all massage the truth in our day-to-day comings and goings. Is anyone ever really fine when they say they're fine? Maybe they're a version of fine, but if we get down into the mud of it all, truth's never quite as clean. Usually because it's covered in mud, and that's the nature of mud. Did anyone ever see that Matthew McConaughey movie called Mud? I can picture it in my mind's eye, but I couldn't tell you a one word about it. Was he in a movie called Mud? See, I'm doubting myself now. I'm not gonna look up IMDb this moment. Maybe I will later. No, we'll see. If he was in it, I wonder if he was folksy. Man, that guy can be folksy uh, like nobody else. He just really nails it. Did you guys know that Roger Mudd is still alive? He's 91 years old and still doing the occasional work for the History Channel. I think that's great. He also, by the way, interviewed Robert Kennedy at the Ambassador Hotel the night that he was killed. Eleven years later, he did a three-part interview with Ted Kennedy, then-senator, while he was running for president, which did... Well, it didn't help Uncle Teddy very much in the polls. But as a political expert, and I am indeed a political expert, I might offer the opinion that killing that one girl at Chappaquiddick kind of put him up behind the eight ball. It's tough to have a murder on your record when you're running against a Baptist peanut farmer who builds houses for the underprivileged. Teddy sure did massage the truth in his retelling of the events of that night, didn't he? 
<laughs> Look at me, getting right back on track, like a pro. Let's get on with the show. down his father's cherry tree. George! George, you get over here this instant! Did you take your hatchet and mutilate this, my prized cherry tree? I cannot tell a lie. I did cut it with my hatchet. Were only your honesty enough to bring that tree back to health and vitality? George, hand over that hatchet. But, but father, I... George, you hand over that hatchet. Maybe next time it won't be as easy to destroy other people's property when operating but with one able hand. No, no, father, I'm sorry. I, my son, cannot tell a lie. This brings me no joy. No, no father! Father! Ow! 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 And that was a young George Washington chopping down his father's cherry tree. episode of A Prairie Home Acid Trip is brought to you by the Catholic idea of the sin of omission. When you know you ought to do something but you don't, you're omitting. Skipping mass because you're hungover? Oh buddy, that's a big old meatball. See someone drowning but think, to quote Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator 2, he'll live. That ain't good. Father Edward McElmail makes it clear on some Catholic guilt website what Jesus thinks about this by referencing Matthew 25, uh, 41-46, which I went through the trouble of tracking down. And that says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer to them, Amen, I say to you. What you did not do for those of the least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life. The sin of omission. Hachi machi. With additional considerations provided by... 
the television series Lie to Me, starring Tim Roth, which aired for three seasons between 2009 and 2011. I sort of remember it. Do you? And now, a short song about Titus Oates and his plot to kill King Charles II. Titus Oates, you son of a bitch, he tried to kill the king to get his brother James in power so his glory you could sing. But the joke's on you, you stupid fool, James punished you for these crimes. Convicted, pilloried, and sent to prison, but only for a time. Cause a glorious revolution swept through England, which replaced the king with the new joint monarchy. His daughter Mary, her husband Bill, that's William of Orange to you. They fit you with a pardon and a pension just because. Yeah, they fit you with a pardon and a pension just because. And that was a short song about Titus Totes and his plot to kill King Charles II. of conversation between Hitler and Neville Chamberlain. Neville, I feel as though the Sudetenland should be given back to Germany. Oh, well, um, uh, you know, presupposing more than 50% of them are German, then, well, yes, quite, quite, yes. I see no need to discuss this with anyone else, quite, um, yes, yes, quite, 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 yes. You truly are a leader. History will look upon with fondness. Read them the agreement, Mr. Chamberlain. It brings me such joy to see the hope in your eyes. Bit of an odd thing to say, old, uh, old chap, it all thought, um, but sure. We, the German Führer and Chancellor and British Prime Minister, have had a further meeting today and are agreed in recognising that the question of Anglo-German relations is of the first most importance for our two countries and for Europe. We regard the agreement signed last night and the Anglo-German naval agreement as symbolic of the desire of our two peoples never to go to war with one another again. We are resolved that the method of consultation shall be the method adopted to deal with any other questions that may concern our two countries, and we are determined to continue our efforts to remove possible sources of difference, and thus to contribute to assure the peace of Europe. 
that was beautiful, Neville. Oh, you simple, simple man. You beautiful, simple man. And that was a productive conversation between Hitler and Neville Chamberlain. did run the gamut in this episode, didn't we, dear listener? We, in this episode, imagined a world in which George Washington, our slave-owning, wooden-teeth-wearing, first president of our beautiful, terrible country, had his hand chopped off by his angry father. Did George deserve to have his hand chopped off? That's for history to decide, and you know what? It decided, yes, he did. And it's a pity that it didn't happen. We explored uh, Titus Oates, a character largely forgotten by history attempting to oust a, uh, a British king, got thrown in the clink, was pardoned by the next dude. Uh, we imagined, uh, we didn't imagine the world, but we we explored um, uh, ne- uh, appeasement, Neville Chamberlain's appeasement of, of, of Germany, of Hitler taking advantage of that, of that dope Neville Chamberlain, and um, really just outclassing him. Terrible guy. Neville Chamberlain. Um, now I might be remembering my history wrong. I, I refuse to look this up. I refuse to to look this. I'm not, I'm not going to interrupt this flow of perfect dialogue. I have made no mistakes. Now, I believe that Neville Chamberlain may have, at this point, been dying of cancer. Am I wrong? Please correct me. Uh, uh, He might have already, at this point, been dying of cancer, negotiating with Adolf uh, G.D. Hitler. Uh, It's just, it's bonkers. Man, you know, you think think things are bad now. Oh, oh, buddy. You know, things are bad now, but, oh, boy. At least we don't have, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know. It's, it's, it's bad. It's real bad. And, um, we also have, uh, I threw in a clip there of George Costanza. Little Seinfeld in the middle of all of this because, you know, a full, full body, full body kind of thing here. We really want to hold, uh, hold everybody's interests. Be, uh, be it of World War II, or of the 17th century, or be it early American history, or mid-90s television, we will, uh, we will cover all the bases, because we aim 
to cater to every single person. My cat right now, dear listener, I swear to God, is driving me crazy. He is clawing my shower curtain, and I, I swear to God you can hear it. I will be shocked if you don't hear that on the on the on the microphone right now. It is driving me crazy. I cannot lie about that. <laughs> it's the theme of this episode that I'm wrapping up about lying by telling the truth. Oh, I am an expert at wrapping things up. I am like Santa Claus wrapping a present. I am like E-40 wrapping a lyric. So to recap, this episode we have, we've got George Washington... We've got Titus Oates. We've got uh, Hitler, Neville Chamberlain, and uh, and uh, appeasement. We've got Seinfeld. What else do you want? What else can I give you? Do you want more of my terrible British accent? I can give you more. I will blow up my throat trying to do a terrible British accent. I've got more in me. I am shameless, and I will do it. We might save that for uh, for future episodes. Keep you hoping. This was our 10th episode. We'll see how many more we can, uh, we've got, uh, we got left in us. I mean, we are really hitting every topic here, and Lord knows what the future may bring. So... That is my cat meowing. So help me God, he is trying my patience like nobody else in the history of time has tried my patience. Until next time, if there is a next time, goodbye. Goodbye.